Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 good way to kick off a show how you doing everybody another round of two crab beer cast on am 970 the answer some good, really good craft beer guests uh, that are going to join me this hour. The usual news and notes to get to. Lots of stuff going on with the craft beer cast. You definitely want to tune in. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget we're on Google Play and iTunes. It's very simple. You just go to one of those platforms and you do a search. For AG Craft Beer Cast, you can listen to and download every single episode from when we started uh, back in February 2016 uh, to right now. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing. He is about to open in New Jersey, and it is not just any old brewery. And to be honest, I am surprised that no one else has thought of this and opened this type of business, especially in New Jersey. Not only is it a brewery, but a coffee house as well. They're going to have gourmet coffees uh, and regular coffees, of course, and also beer. So this is a very cool concept. Uh, and why did Chuck think that this was the way to go? Well, you're going to find out in about 10 minutes. At the bottom of the hour, Andy Sparhawk from craftbeer.com is going to join me to talk all about American Craft Beer Week. That starts on Monday the 15th. It runs through May 21st. And we've got a lot of stuff going on uh, for American Craft Beer Week. The first that I want to tell you about, just to kick it off here on our News and Notes segment on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So we're going to be out on the road celebrating American Craft Beer Week next week. Join me. The great folks from Samuel Adams and Peerless Beverage, Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cloverleaf Tavern. It's located at 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. Now, the Cloverleaf is going to feature Sam Adams' 2017 Long Shot American Homebrew Competition beers on tap. Plus, we're going to have Sam Adams giveaways, too. We might have some other giveaways as well. We're working on that right now. You're going to have to come down and check it out because I think some of these things are going to be really cool. Now, more info on the beers can be found at SamuelAdams.com slash Longshot. Cloverleaf's been around since 1933. It's been voted the number one craft beer bar in the Northeast two consecutive years. they got great food, awesome craft beers on tap. Not only Sam Adams, but a lot of other local New Jersey beers, national brews, bottles. They hand you a paper menu. That's literally uh, back and uh, front and back, uh, uh, you know, a little two-page leaflet telling you about all the different beers that they have on tap, plus uh, different flights, how much the flights are, what you can pair up with, with what. It is phenomenal. And the food is out of this world. Join us. 
Tuesday, May 16th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cloverleaf Tavern. It's 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. For their full menu, just go to cloverleaftavern.com or give them a call, 973-226-9812. That's 973-226-9812. And uh, thanks again to the Cloverleaf, Samuel Adams, uh, and as well as Peerless Beverage uh, for their support of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. Moving on on our News and Notes segment, Kate May Brewing going to be celebrating American Craft Beer Week. They're going to have a bunch of different specials. Uh, on Tuesday, May 16th, the uh, the brewing company is going to host a sour hour in the beer garden at 6 o'clock. Uh, on Wednesday, May 17th, they are hosting a beer dinner at Charlie's in Summers Point. It's uh, $45 for five courses of uh, mouth-watering dishes paired with uh, Cape May Brews. Uh, if you want, call 609-927-3663. Reservations are definitely a must for that one. Thursday, May 18th, they're going to be at Chicky and Pete's uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. in Egg Harbor Township uh, with Weyerbacher. It's a dual tap takeover, and it's a sneak peek of the collaboration beer by the two breweries. That's Paradise 160. Uh, lots of good stuff going on there at Chicky and Pete's uh, with Cape May Brewing and Weyerbacher for American Craft Beer Week. And then in, in the tasting room, on Friday, May 19th, they're going to release their collaboration with Weyerbacher. That's, again, Paradise 160. Uh, so Weyerbacher is going to host their own release party in eastern Pennsylvania. So kind of two fronts there. You can go to either Weyerbacher or you can go to Cape May uh, Brewing to check out this collaboration called Paradise 160. And then Saturday, May 20th, New Jersey Craft Beer holding a meetup. Uh, with the leadership at Cape May Brewing's Tasting Room from 1 to 5 p.m. You can check that out. And, of course, if you're a member of New Jersey Craft, uh, the New Jersey Craft Beer Club like I am, you get a discount in the gift shop, the boutique, with a valid NGA, NJCB membership card. And then finally, Sunday, uh, they are from noon to 8 in the Tasting Room. Uh, they are going to be hosted uh, guiding tours. Uh, from 1 to 4 p.m., raise a glass, celebrate with them. So uh, they're going to be doing some great stuff for American Craft Beer Week. We thank the folks from Cape May Brewing uh, for their support, as well as uh, getting us the info and stuff uh, for their various events. Now, the 2017 San Diego County Fair is coming up on June 16th through the 18th uh, of next month. Very cool. It's the 11th annual San Diego International Beer Competition. Uh, they had a bunch of gold award winners. I'm not going to get into the whole list. There's a, a lot of them. Ale Smith. Uh, Beachwood Blendery. Let's see who else they had. Uh, uh, Dos Desperados Brewery won for a, a Blonde Kolsch. El Segundo Brewing. Uh, Carl Strauss. King Harbor. Left Coast Brewing. I mean, Mike Hess. I mean, Pizza Port. Tons of breweries won awards. I, I, again, like I said, I'm not going to get into the whole list. It's a, it's a lengthy list. But the San Diego County Fair is coming up uh, June 16th to the 18th uh, at the Del Mar Arena. Uh, they're going to have all of those beer, beers there as well as, as so much more. Uh, more than 10,000 beer lovers uh, went to the uh, festival last year. There's going to be five tasting sessions. Starts on Friday, June 16th and ends on Sunday, June 19th. Uh, the, the tickets are 55 and $65 each. If you go on Saturday, they're $65. If you go on Friday for the Friday sessions, they are $55. And if you want a VIP, it's $110. Now, the, for the VIP, this is pretty cool. You get, um, let's see, it's a half hour early admission to the festival. You get VIP lounge seating, five food and beer pairing stations, unlimited grazing for the first two hours of the session, a six ounce souvenir glass to take, unlimited samplings. It's going to be over 300 plus beers at this event. Uh, and then they have a designated driver VIP lounge, of course. For $65, you get all of the trappings, obviously, except the beer. Uh, they're going to have beer stage demos, special release beers. Uh, Mike Hess Brewing is going to be on hand to pour in their uh, Sunset Blood Orange IPA. That's specifically view, uh, brewed for the, uh, for the uh, 2017 San Diego County Fair. 
They're going to have tons of stuff going on. If you want to go to this event, if you're out in California and you want to check it out, you haven't been there, just go to San Diego Beer Festival.com. Spell it out, San Diego Beer Festival.com. Uh, this draws in about a million visitors annually over the course of the weekend. Great event. Wish I could get to it. I can't, but wanted to give them a little plug there because they uh, do a tremendous job every year. And again, as we continue on with the news and notes segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, we'll keep it in California, Firestone Walker Brewing, uh, and Johnson Brothers of Iowa today, uh, today, a couple days ago, they announced a new partnership. They're going to be distributing Firestone Walker beers in Iowa starting right around the middle of the month. Uh, they will have all of their usual favorites, Laponic Distortion, Pivo, Union Jack, Easy Jack, uh, a lot of the other stuff, plus beers from the Leo vs. Ursus chronology will also be available, as well as the Proprietor Vintage Series uh, will be there. So uh, Firestone, of course, celebrating 20 years in business last year. Stone Brewing has said they've reported an epic growth of 18% through the first three months of this year. That from our friends at Brewbound. Uh, they say that it, they've outpaced both the year-to-date uh, as well as... Um, as well as other things now, the news comes as Stone bolstering uh, by its now fully operational East Coast Brewery in Richmond, Virginia, uh, is going to fill out its 50-state distribution footprint later this month. A brand, of course, available throughout the entire continental U.S., including Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, as well as in 35 countries. Now, Stone Brewing's Berlin Brewery on track to produce and sell more than 17,000 barrels in its first year of operation. So kudos uh, to Stone Brewing for that. Uh, one other bit of news. Actually, no. We'll get to this news in, in, in our final segment of the program when we do Suds and Duds. Speakeasy, back in business. Got a lot of good things to say about Speakeasy, uh, and that is going to be coming up in the Suds and Duds segment. So you want to stay tuned for that. Uh, great news uh, from Speakeasy. In our Suds and Duds segment this week, we're going to be uh, discussing beers from Revolution Brewing. They just came into New Jersey, only the seventh state that they are in. Got a chance to chat with the owner, Josh Death. Uh, yes, that's right. His name is Josh Death, and he spells it D-E-T-H. So um, we're going to get Josh on the uh, on the show uh, probably in the next couple of weeks because it's a great business plan uh, that he has in his beer. Uh, they're very IPA heavy, uh, good stuff, but they're barley wine, excellent. But we'll get into that in suds and duds uh, in just a little bit. Um, another reason why uh, it's very tough to get a liquor license, we'll talk about that as well. And finally, uh, last bit of news uh, again, the uh, Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, uh, not so much going on the road, but myself, I'm going to be a judge at an event next Saturday, May 20th, and I would love for you to join me. It is the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown coming up next Saturday, May 20th at Lewis Morris Park, Doe Meadow Field in Morristown. 32 New Jersey breweries. It's all New Jersey beers. They're each bringing four styles of beer. Uh, one of these styles, a rare beer or a brew created specifically for the event. Two of the breweries only going to be available during VIP. I believe that's um, uh, Conclave and Twin Elephant, I think, are the ones during the VIP event. Uh, plenty of barbecue and bacon creations that will be available for purchase. Uh, we're going to have People's Choice Awards for Best Dish and Best Beer. Big VIP hour. You get a first crack at some of those beers that aren't going to be available during the event. And I'm going to be one of the judges at this event. Very honored uh, to be uh, one of the judges at this event to talk, you know, to judge the food, the bacon, uh, as well as the beer. So thank you, Allison uh, Thompson. She does a great job putting these events on, and I thank her uh, for giving me the opportunity to be a judge at this event. The VIP is from noon to one. General admission is from one to five. If you go right now to njbeerbbqfest.com and you go get tickets, you save $20 on general admission or VIP tickets with the code BEERCAST. Again, that's BEERCAST. 
That's the code. Uh, it's from noon to 5. That's the VIP. General admission is from 1 to 5. And all of it benefits the Chester First Aid Squad. So the VIP menu, tickets to purchase, the breweries, and more festival info can be found at njbeerbbqfest.com. Type in the code BEERCAST. You're going to save 20 bucks on the purchase of your tickets, whether it's VIP or general admission. And thank you again, Allison, for asking me to be a judge. Come out. It'll be great. We'd love to meet you, uh, have some fun, and then uh, be able to uh, walk around and sample some of the New Jersey beers as well. We'll be, we'll be able to talk. When we come back after a short break, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing will join me. Folks, we're just getting started on this program. It focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt still sees a long race for health care. We've come over the first hurdle. It is not anywhere near done. Not anywhere near done. But if you don't get over the first hurdle, you can go to the second hurdle, which is the Senate, the third hurdle, which is the conference committee, and the fourth hurdle, which is the president's desk. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. The Algatulo Craft Beer Cast will be back out on the road to celebrate American Craft Beer Week. Join me and the great folks from Samuel Adams and Peerless Beverage Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. Cloverleaf will be featuring Samuel Adams' 2017 Long Shot American Homebrew Competition beers on tap, plus Sam Adams giveaways too. More info on those beers can be found at samueladams.com slash longshot. The Cloverleaf has been around since 1933 and has been voted the number one craft beer bar in the Northeast two consecutive years. Great food, awesome craft beers on tap, and I'll be taping the craft beer cast right inside the bar. So join us Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. For their full menu, go to cloverleaftavern.com. Thanks to the Cloverleaf, Samuel Adams, Peerless Beverage, and your friends at AM 970, the answer for their support. Check out the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast live. Cheers. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to ReliefFactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Want more? AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 fan club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. Roughly 3,000 Americans will die from food poisoning this year, but you can keep your family safer. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. Theanswer.com.
to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget, we are on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can listen to all of the Craft Beer Cast. You can download them, put them on your iPod, MP3 player, whatever you do, however you listen to the Craft Beer Cast, and we are very appreciative of it. By the way, give it a like, will you? I mean, a like on iTunes, maybe a little description that you like uh, the Beer Cast. be very helpful. Thanks very much. My guest on the cast, the founder and president of one of the latest breweries that will soon be opening in the state of New Jersey. But what's cool about this place is that not only will they be serving great-tasting fresh beer, but coffee as well, which happens to be another one of my favorite beverages. The microbrewery is located in East Greenwich, New Jersey. It's in Gloucester County, exit 18, right off of uh, I-295. The name of the brewery is Death of the Fox Brewing. Deathofthefoxbrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome in Chuck Garrity to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Chuck, welcome. Hi, Al. Chuck, you're a home brewer uh, for over 10 years, and like many home brewers, you got bit by the bug to open your own brewery. What made you decide to combine coffee and beer as the theme for your business? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Now, you know, we, uh, you know, we wanted to do something new and innovative, uh, but you know, this is not necessarily a new idea. Um, you know, this is, I'd say, progressive coming out of the West Coast. In my previous life, uh, I was a traveling uh, management consultant, worked for um, you know, a big four firm, and, and had, had the ability to go and, and check out a bunch of great breweries uh, all over the country. But specifically in the West Coast, um, you know, we saw this, this idea popping up. And, uh, you know, so I guess I was inspired by that. And also from conversation with friends, I'm also a huge coffee uh, fan and love the, you know, just going to a good coffee house. So really, you know, my, my concept was to take the best of, you know, that great sensory experience you have of going to a coffee house and, of course, marry that with uh, delicious craft beer. Um, and, you know, that, that being, you know, an AM, PM business, you know, something that can operate seven days a week. Uh, which to me, uh, you know, made, made a lot of sense in terms of utilizing the great space that we have. Now, the name of your brewery, Chuck, Death of the Fox, is an interesting one. Tell me a little bit behind the origin of the name. So, Death of the Fox is uh, is actually the the meeting the meeting place of the first uh, the first organized fox hunt in North America. Uh, that was the Gloucester County Hunt. It was uh, located outside Philadelphia. And founded in 1766. Uh, so I think there's, you know, there, there's something like 150 different fox hunt clubs today. It's quite a, uh, it's still a very active thing. But back then, of course, you know, being an English colony, uh, you know, uh, it was it was a very big part of the the culture of the day. And so basically, uh, you know, a lot of uh, you know Philadelphia gentlemen and uh, that they, they would come from, uh, you know, from the city. To our area, uh, they would uh, they would you know get the dogs and and uh, the hounds as we say you know you don't call them dogs you call them hounds uh, and and horses and go out for the day and then come back and have uh, some pints and where they had their pints was the death of the fox inn uh, which is located right off King's Highway in Clarksboro uh, which is in East Greenwich um, so that 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 and it's still standing today it was uh, a building a tavern almost three hundred years old. And, uh, you know, it is, it is still beautifully restored and, uh, quite a historic landmark. And we really, you know, what we wanted to do with Death of the Fox is to create an awareness 
of the, the rich history and, and uh, specifically uh, colonial and revolutionary war history in this area right outside of Philadelphia. And, and uh, so that's going to be a very important part of, of our experience. Well, that is very cool. We're talking with Chuck Garrity, the founder and president of Death of the Fox Brewing on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, deathofthefoxbrewing.com is the website for more information. Now, we'll get into the coffee in a minute, uh, Chuck. Sixteen beers on tap at the brewery when it opens. It's a lot of beers to maintain. Is that what's going to set you apart from some of the other breweries in the Garden State, the fact that you'll have a lot of different beers on tap? Yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to take the best of, of a nano, uh, brewery, which I love going to, you know, you, you go to small breweries and they have, uh, they have, they, they use smaller systems, you know, one, two barrel systems and, uh, you know, have quite a variety, but have the scale of a small micro. Um, so w- what we've done actually is we have, uh, you know, technology out of, uh, Colorado Brewing Systems, American-made equipment uh, that utilizes, instead of three separate vessels, you know, your standard hot, uh, hot liquor tank, your mash tun, and your boil kettle, what we do is, you know, we have a single vessel that basically where you can do, uh, you know, brew uh, in, in one one vessel. We have an on-demand um, uh, uh, water system uh, so that eliminates the hot water tank. And basically the, the mash tun and the brew kettle are combined. So we have three of these. So technically, in one six-hour period, we can brew three different beers, one on our five-barrel system and two on our uh, on our two-and-a-half-barrel systems. And so it's a total of ten barrels. But, you know, it, what that allows us to create, uh, you know, a, a, a greater variety of beer mm. at, a, at a scale. It's still of, a, you know, doing doing five to ten barrels, which is, is a decent amount for, for a brewery of our size. Um, and and be able to get a little experimental. Um, so basically, you know, the five barrel system is going to be uh, our flagships. You know, our, and that's going to be eight taps. Where every time you come to us, you know, we're going to have the same beers available. And then the other the other eight taps are going to be more experimental, and that's going to be uh, brewed on our smaller systems. That's that's pretty cool. And then uh, obviously you'll have growlers for purchase and things of that nature when they come in. You'll have flights and et cetera. But there'll be uh, yeah. Well, you know, actually beer. just. Just, just real quick, actually, mm-hmm. you know, so, so with growlers, we're actually doing all crowlers. Oh, okay, so we're cool. doing, yeah, we're, we're doing, we're doing canning. Now, the thing is, you know, we're very kind. So, uh, you know, if you bring in a growler, we'll be happy to fill it. But in terms of, uh, you know, uh, you know, coming straight out of the brewery, uh, we are going to get a, a you know, a, a Dixie, uh, crowler system out of Athens, Georgia. Great people. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be having big 32 ounce crowler cans that you can that is very cool. Now, the coffee aspect of the business, very interesting to me. And I wonder, uh, you know, why others haven't embraced this concept. Because I understand what you're trying to do here. You're trying to have a sustainable business. And if you're only open, let's say, Thursday through Sunday, you might not be able to sustain your business uh, for a length of time. Having it open seven days a week and giving options is, is really cool. Now, out of all the coffee makers around, why use Crescent Moon? Uh, well, Crescent Moon, number one, we're, we're very into keeping it local here. Uh, almost, you know, local farms, uh, local businesses, um, and even, you know, all of our contractors in terms of billing the, the brewery. We have uh, taken, you know, priority. We don't mind paying a little bit more for somebody local um, because that's just, you know, that, that helps uh, our local economy. And it's, that certainly applies to Crescent Moon. So Crescent Moon is, is located as located in the, uh, the neighboring town of Mullica Hill. Right next to us, and uh, they are a very well-known um, uh, roaster in the area. Very, very well respected. Great people. We started 
talking with them almost two years ago about this concept. Now, you know, eventually, you know, we're trying first things first. Eventually, we we would love to, you know, be roasting out of our own house. Mm. Um, but Crescent Moon is going to be our primary roaster, and then we're going to feature some other uh, small local roasters and and a couple out of Philadelphia as well. Excellent. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, please finish. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so I, I think that uh, you know, Crescent Moon is, uh, you know, that they are just. Uh, a, a, you know, I, I highly recommend anybody in the area check them out. Um, they are just a terrific, um, uh, you know, small, small company and we're all into kind of helping each other out, as I said. And, you know, if I say, you know, the comparison, what we're trying to do here in South Jersey, we have a lot of farms. It's pretty rural, even though we're pretty close to Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, I use the Vermont model. You know, mm-hmm. um, kind of avoiding, you know, large, large chains and that type of thing and small businesses really helping each other out. Awesome. Talking with Chuck Garrity, the founder and president of Death of the Fox Brewing on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, deathofthefoxbrewing.com is the website for more information. Now, one of the biggest issues, uh, when I've talked to a lot of, uh, the startup folks, especially in New Jersey, Sean, issues with, uh, Chuck, excuse me, are issues with, uh, permits, zoning, those types of things. Any issues with the state or locally in the county? Was the town accommodating, uh, in assisting you getting up and running? The, the town has been terrific, uh, you know, uh, from the mayor on down to down to the council in terms of, uh, you know, uh, we are in a redevelopment zone, so an economic redevelopment zone that uh, already up the 295 corridor. Um, and, you know, they were able to, you know, set up the ordinances uh, to allow us to exist. Cool. Uh, they, they have been terrific. Uh, the, uh, the, we, we, there's a, I would say that there's another level of scrutiny in, in our situation because, you know, we are dealing directly with the state for all of our inspections and everything and mm-hmm. permits. So if anything, I would say that, you know, our intention when, when we, uh, you know, after we signed our lease last year was to, you know, to be open by the end of the year. <laughs> okay. And to be honest with you, Al, we we didn't even get through the uh, the permitting process right. until the end of the year. Um, so going through this the first time, I would say that you know you just uh, I, I would give advice to other brewers who's looking to start this business is you know don't don't assume the best case scenario, assume the worst case scenario. And in this case, you know it just we were building uh, um, we did everything from scratch. We started with a, basically a dark cave mm-hmm. um, and had to everything from electric to concrete to plumbing. Um, you know, it, it, now that's great for us because we were able to customize our brewery and we didn't have to deal with deconstruction of an existing space, which mm-hmm. can be very expensive. So we were able to customize our brewery exactly the way we designed it from a fresh new, new building. Mm-hmm. But all of that, you know, we had to just do the very basics in getting all of the basic utilities and water and, and everything into the building. Right, and, the, and and obviously the other frustrating thing is you start you sign a lease for a building, and now you're paying rent on something that you're not able to get any return on, and you're you've I mean I don't want to say wasted because obviously you're putting uh, sweat and tears into this whole project, uh, but you're you're not gaining any profit for over a year, so it's especially difficult uh, if you're dealing with a finite amount of money, and most most people are dealing with a finite amount of money uh, when they're yeah, opening definitely business. challenging. Yeah, it's definitely challenging, and I would say that you know um, you know our our, our our building was kind of planned on that a bit, so you know we we had a bit of a one thing. Other thing I would recommend to anybody uh, starting brewery is try to get some lead time on your lease. So you know we had uh, about six months uh, of of, of rent free uh, because the thing is we're making many improvements to the building that are increasing the value of that building for the landlord. Uh, so I think that being aware of that, you know, I would definitely you know recommend 
you know, we, we negotiated that into our lease that we had some lead time to get all the utilities going. Sound advice, sound advice. Now, fine, my last question, Chuck. Uh, the uh, so You're going to have a, a little bit of a soft opening over the next few weeks, but the uh, grand opening, uh, really uh, looking, we're looking at mid to end of June. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's the plan right now. We are ready to start brewing uh, as soon as we get our, our ABC license approval. We, we have everything in place. We're just, uh, we literally over the last week put our, uh, our, our Cherrywood, um, bar top on, on which is really nice. cool and exciting. So, uh, you know, we're just in the process of finishing up the front of the house in the tap room and it's very, you know, we put a lot into that. We're really into the experience of embrace the chase and that, and that is our, that is our, our, our slogan, our motto. Um, and, and really that applies to, um, you know, not only, you know, not only beer being a chaser and not and using the fox chase, but just embracing the experience in every day of life. And, uh, you know, that is, that, that is something that, uh, we're really looking forward to and that is going to make us a little different when you come visit us. It's, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel that experience and, uh, the beers have to be amazing. And that's the other thing that we're really focusing on and making sure that we have as much standardization in, you know, water treatment and, you know, in our equipment as, as possible. So, you know, every time you have a great beer, it tastes the same every time you come to that. Well, I cannot wait to come down not only to try the beer, but the coffee as well. My guest has been Chuck Garrity, the founder and president of Death of the Fox Brewing, deathofthefoxbrewing.com, the website for more information. Chuck, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Thanks, Al. Take care. You got it. Up next, we'll talk more about American Craft Beer Week with Andy Sparhawk from craftbeer.com. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Want more AM 970, The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970, The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970, The Answer. Back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. And via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, we're on Google Play and iTunes as well. You just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen uh, to any of the uh, radio shows right from there. Of course, a little Sammy Hagar. There's only one way to rock to kick off this segment, and the reason why... Well, he's an American artist, and my next guest on the cast, he is uh, the program coordinator for the Brewers Association. He also works for craftbeer.com, and in case you didn't know it, coming up this May 15th through the 21st, it is American Craft Beer Week in this great country of ours, the United States, and here to tell us all about it is Andy Sparhawk. He is from craftbeer.com, is the website for more information, and Andy, welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Al. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, Andy, for the listeners who don't know, what is American Craft Beer Week? American Craft Beer Week is the annual celebration of small and independent American craft brewers. It wasn't long ago, maybe a decade or so, that we really did not have the the variety and choice 
in beers uh, that we enjoy today. And so this week is all about celebrating uh, those pioneers and the up-and-coming breweries that, that have totally changed the landscape of American beer. And I want to get into that in the breweries in just a minute, but you know, talk to me a little bit about some of the events that are going to be going on across the country. I know that uh, if you go to uh, craftbeer.com slash events, you can find the list of all the different events that are going on in your area, but what are some of the big ones uh, that are going on across the country? Sure. We expect uh, official events. Uh, again, the official events can be found at crackbeer.com slash ADW. But official events in all 50 states, uh, we leave it up to the brewers and, and the beer bars to kind of you know, decide how exactly they're going to celebrate. Uh, but just taking a look at the state of New York, looks like a handful already in the Albany and Seneca Falls area. Uh, everything running the gamut from special tastings, uh, beer dinners. We have teamed up with uh, Geeks Who Drink, uh, who will be putting on a very special American Craft Beer Week-themed round of their trivia uh, showdowns uh, throughout the week of, of May 15th through the 21st. Uh, we're talking with Andy Sparhawk. Uh, he's with the Brewers Association as well as the craftbeer.com. You can check out that website uh, for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Andy, last year there was a nationwide toast. That happened on May 19th. Is that going to happen again? You know, we didn't really set up for an actual toast this year. The theme of American Craft Beer Week for this year mm. is Beer It Forward. Uh, and so instead of kind of focusing around one day uh, to toast uh, and share a beer with, with your pals, we wanted to, to open it wide open to Monday through Sunday, uh, find a way to, to beer it forward, uh, whether it's buying somebody a beer, introducing new beers to your, your pals, these small and independent brewers are, are great community citizens. We could learn a lot from them um, and really have a good time by uh, bearing it forward. And speaking of which, Andy, a few weeks back, Jim Cook from Sam Adams wrote an op-ed piece uh, in the New York Times, and he was lamenting about how craft beer is in trouble, in his opinion. Uh, Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head also remarked at the Big Craft Brewery uh, Beer Conference in uh, Washington, D.C., about a week after that, saying things are about to get real. And the Brewers Association themselves have said that double-digit growth is not sustainable. Now, what, in your opinion, needs to change about the craft beer industry so that breweries can survive? Well, I think they're absolutely right, and I think the big brewer acquisitions certainly have had an effect. Uh, we've seen uh, single-digit growth. Growth is still growth. It's still positive. Craft brewers are still growing. At least small and independent craft brewers are, are still growing. But you can't expect... Uh, an industry with 5,000 breweries across the country to continue to to grow at a double-digit clip. Uh, I think what it comes down to is uh, consumers making educated uh, choices and being informed consumers. It's not to say that you can't drink your your shock tops, blue moons, Lagunitas's. Uh, but, you know, I think what we would want is that uh, people know where those beers are coming from right. uh, and consider their values when they're when they're drinking. You know, um, you know, supporting a small and independent brewery that that's in your backyard as opposed to one that that is owned by a large multinational corporation. You know, that affects people that that uh, that 
you know, helps people make their choices when there are so many choices already. We're talking with Andy Sparhawk, the uh, program coordinator for the Brewers Association, and uh, he also works with craftbeer.com. That's the website for more information here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, we're talking about American Craft Beer Week. And Andy, you brought up a good point. The small and the independent, or as they, they like to label them these days, the microbrewers. I, I was just a couple weeks back um, at a brewery one town over from my house in Rawway, New Jersey, uh, called Wet Ticket Brewing. And uh, the, the guys over there just opened, I, I would say it's probably about six, seven months now they're open. And you're right. It seems like those places uh, that have little tap rooms that people can come in and uh, sample the beers and, and, you know, maybe take a growler home of something, those are the ones that are seeing the growth and what seem to be surviving. It's almost as if these microbreweries are becoming... Uh, the, t- the the town meeting places, uh, you know, uh, essentially. And uh, it it makes me feel good to be able to put money in that guy's pocket as opposed to being able to put money in in, in some big corporation. Not that their beer is is better or worse than, than some of the big corporations, but the, it, the, the trend seems to be supporting more of these microbreweries. And if you have a tap room, that seems to be, uh, you know, the bigger success story here, uh, you know, over the last year or so. Would you agree with that? I would. And, you know, you know, to your last question about, you know, the, the larger craft brewers like the Jim Cooks of the world with Boston Beer and, and Dogfish, they're really, you know, being squeezed. You know, the, the big brewers are ramping up with their acquisitions and confusing the consumer with what is true small and independent craft brewers. And the little guys are, are growing because they offer this, you know, great variety. Uh, they're right in your backyard. And, you know, what, what industry do you get to, uh, you know, Walk right in and, and meet the guy that or gal that that created those products. You know, you you don't necessarily get the chance to walk right back to the to the restaurant kitchen uh, and talk to the chef about what he decided to put in the the soup of the day. Right. Uh, but you know that really provides an, an experience uh, for the consumer um, that you know everybody really appreciates and and. Now, I, I feel like beer offers so many different types of experiences, uh, and when you go into your local brewery and, and you make those sorts of connections, you know that's what the excitement around small and independent craft brewers are all about. That's what American Craft Beer Week's all about. Exactly, and we're talking with Andy Sparhawk. He, he writes and contributes for CraftBeer.com. He's also with the Brewers Association here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer now, Andy, you wrote a piece on CraftBeer.com. I got to get into this with you for a second here. Three band and beer collaborations. To remind me of my angsty youth, and I, I, I now I will say the first beer that you talk about, I actually did get a chance to drink, and it's it's very good. And the other two uh, haven't had a chance to uh, to check out. But your first beer here uh, is the War Dance Pale Ale from Butternut's Beer Nail, uh, from with the, which is a collaboration with the band Anthrax. So talk to me a little bit about this uh, this piece that you wrote for CraftBeer.com. Right, we wanted to celebrate uh, National Record Day last or a couple weeks ago, mm. um, and I kept on getting these press releases of, of these beer and band collaborations, and uh, you know, I guess it, it made me think that I'm, I'm getting a little older. You know, I was it was seventh grade when uh, you know I first listened to Anthrax, or my first CD ever or album ever was was Sublime, uh, and seeing Ale Smith in San Diego and Amplified Ale Works uh, work with you know these bands that I grew up on and right. and started. You know, you know, making my own decisions uh, out of listening to this sort, these sorts of you know tunes and everything like that. Uh, I felt it important to uh, to to highlight them, and and you know, I have not had a chance to to try the real big fish Kolsch, but I would love to do that. That's cool. You know, real big fish actually played. I'm trying to think. They did the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. 
not this past year, but it was the year before, and they were really good. But that's very cool. I didn't know that they had, uh, uh you know, they had a uh, real big cult. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. Which I guess is a collaboration with Real Big Fish. Very very cool. And the Anthrax Pale Ale, I have to say. Great job out of them. They they did an excellent job. What are some other things, uh, real quick, before I let you go, Andy? Are are you looking forward to for American Craft Beer Week? Well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to buying someone a beer. Uh, you know, introducing someone uh, that maybe is a little bit on the fence. They're not sure. You know, there's a lot of terms and and traditions that are thrown around with craft beer these days. It can be a little bit daunting for the uninitiated. You know, with this theme being, you know, we're gonna hashtag beer it forward. Uh, you know, approach these people or approach these potential, you know, craft beer fans, uh, not to, uh, judge them on, on what they have drank in the past or whatever, but to just enjoy a beer with them. You know, we, this is a time to celebrate, uh, celebrating small and independent craft brewers. Um, you know, and I always take pleasure in, in enjoying new beers with new friends. Andy, I, I tell this to people all the time, men and women, if they, you know, they're, they're stuck on their Michelob Ultras and their Budweiser's and Coors Lights, and I say, listen, I will find you a beer that you will like. Just tell me what types of beers that you like, and I can find something for you to drink. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, I usually get it, uh, get it, you know, pretty accurate for most people. Some people, you know, not so much, but nine times out of ten, I usually get it right. But that's a great thing. Beer it forward. That is definitely something uh, that we should be doing during American Craft Beer Week. My guest has been Andy Sparhawk. The uh, program, he uh, works for the Brewers Association. He's also with craftbeer.com. Check out his articles on craftbeer.com as well. That's the website for more information. Andy, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast. Thank you. Good to be here. Coming up next, it's Suds and Duds. I'm going to tell you about all the different beers I've sampled over the past week or so and let you know which one is a Suds and which one is a Dud. It's happening right after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Michael Medved explains how big the health care win is for Trump. It is the first big legislative victory, and it's a big, big, big one for President Trump. It's people keeping promises, but more than that, it's people on the Republican side of things actually taking action at considerable political risk in order to make life better for America and Americans. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The answer. The Algatulo Craft Beer Cast will be back out on the road to celebrate American Craft Beer Week. Join me and the great folks from Samuel Adams and Peerless Beverage Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. Cloverleaf will be featuring Samuel Adams' 2017 Long Shot American Homebrew Competition beers on tap, plus Sam Adams giveaways too. More info on those beers can be found at samueladams.com slash longshot. The Cloverleaf has been around since 1933 and has been voted the number one craft beer bar in the Northeast two consecutive years. Great food, awesome craft beers on tap, and I'll be taping the craft beer cast right inside the bar. So join us Tuesday, May 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. For their full menu, go to cloverleaftavern.com. Thanks to the Cloverleaf, Samuel Adams, Peerless Beverage, and your friends at AM970, the answer for their support. Check out the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast live. Cheers! 
our sister station, AM570 The Mission, will hold its annual Pastors Appreciation Event next week on May 18th at the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn. A delicious breakfast with eggs, bacon, and sausage awaits you alongside our ministry exhibition. Music, worship, and faith combined for an unforgettable day. Don't miss this incredible event happening next week on May 18th. Get your tickets now at am570themission.com. That's am570themission.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer is always you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AZ Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget we are on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single show. And listen, we've been doing this since February of 2016. There's a lot of shows there. Uh, 60, 64 by my last count, if I'm not mistaken. So it's time for our Suds and Duds segment, and we've got also got news to get to as well. So let's get into the Suds and Duds, and then there's some uh, some little bit of breaking news, some good news, maybe a little bit of bad news, hopefully not too much bad news. But uh, let's get into the... Um, Suds and Duds segment. Uh, the other night I had from Magnify, uh, Vine Shine. This was over at the Clark Bar at the Whole Foods, uh, in Clark, New Jersey. Real nice one. A good citrus flavor, little bite from the pine. Uh, it was not terrible. Unfortunately, at the Clark Bar, almost every beer on their menu, and most of it is local, which is very cool, uh, I had had already. So I'm always trying, I, I, I want to try new beers. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going back to old staples, but, um, it's nice to have, uh, a little bit of a selection, but kudos to the Clark Bar. Uh, they've, they really do a nice job, uh, over in Clark, New Jersey at the Whole Foods. They do have a, a very, very large selection of local beers, not only from New Jersey, but from, uh, Pennsylvania as well. So that's very cool. So the Vine Shine, real good if you like IPAs. Uh, nice one. Uh, not too bitter, uh, on that uh, particular beer. Then I moved on. I finally got a chance to have, uh, Vine and Steffer, uh, the, uh, Crystal Wiesenbach, um, uh, by Vine and Steffen. This was really good. Very smooth, very clean, uh, delicious. It was very easy going down. Hard to believe that this is a beer that is seven and a half percent alcohol. Again, nice banana flavor in it. Uh, for some reason, that banana flavor seems to stick out with these beers. Very light, but again, seven and a half percent ABV, but just so smooth going down. And again, uh, Vine and Stefan only uses four ingredients in their beer. There's no artificial flavors, no artificial colors. Uh, definitely a smooth drinking beer. And uh, I have to start getting a little bit more of uh, Vine and Stefan in the house because that is, I mean, if you're looking to have a couple of beers without waking up with a headache, uh, the next morning. I think that's really, honestly, uh, the way to go. Much cleaner. So uh, definitely uh, a suds for me. Uh, then I moved on to uh, Victory Brewing had sent me a couple of their beers. I got a chance to try their Kirsch Gose. Um, this was interesting. Not super sour, little hint of salt, some tartness, uh, but not overly so. It had a nice cherry flavor to it uh, that kind of uh, you know went throughout the beer. And, and again, light. It was an easy drinking beer. Definitely uh, a summertime, uh, you know, spring, summertime type of beer. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. I was uh, impressed. Again, uh, my palate must have changed over the last six months because I was not a big fan of sour beers, but I seem to be enjoying them uh, a little bit more. And this one was good. Again, it, it not that, you know, kind of pucker your lips type of um, 
sour beer. So this is a nice uh, change of pace. If you're looking for something while you're sitting in the backyard, maybe you finish mowing the lawn, you want something a little easy drinking. Uh, the Cursed Gose uh, by Victory Brewing, definitely a good choice. As we continue on our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, moving along to a Coastwise uh, by Coronado Brewing Company. This is uh, a collaboration between them and Surfrider. Uh, again, uh, the good folks from Coronado, can't thank them enough for uh, sending me uh, a couple of cans of this uh, uh, brew. This was great. Sessionable IPA, goes down smooth, not too bitter, uh, good flavor, little citrus, small bite at the end of it, but real nice. Uh, and once again, Coronado. Uh, nailing it with their, uh, their IPAs. They're really, I mean, they're, they're a big IPA type of, uh, uh, brewery and would love to see them have more of an impact on the East Coast because they really do put out, uh, some great beers. Unfortunately, their expansion, uh, they are, you know, they are in a number of states, but they're more of a West Coast brew than an East Coast brew. But definitely, uh, if you get a chance to check out any of the beers from Coronado, I, uh, would certainly suggest this one, the Coast Wise. Uh, and it's in cans, so easy to transport. Good stuff from, uh, Coronado Brewing. Thanks guys for sending that, uh, to me. Then I had the Two-Headed Stout by Roscoe Beer Company. Uh, we had the brewer, uh, of Roscoe Beer Company on a couple of weeks ago. This is the best beer that I have had from them so far. Nice chocolate flavors, very smooth going down, a real nice stout. Again, with stouts, pour them, let them sit for a few minutes, let it warm up a little bit. Uh, you really get the impact of the flavors uh, when you warm up the stout. So good stuff from Roscoe Brewing. Then Revolution Brewing came, out, came over uh, to Paragon Tap and Table uh, over in Clark, New Jersey, my uh, favorite local watering hole um, this past Monday. Got a chance to talk with the brewer, Josh Death. We're going to get him on the show uh, in a couple of weeks. Great story. They're only in seven states, Revolution Brewing, New Jersey being the latest uh, state that they are in. Uh, he's got a great expansion plan of how he wants to, you know, do his business. And he's one of these guys, he wants to push, 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 but he realizes, hey, if I push too fast, uh, I might not be able to sustain my company. And he wants to take care of his employees. So, um, he's focused on the states that he's in and he's not looking to expand, uh, too much, you know, further now for the next couple of years. So, uh, good stuff, uh, from Josh Death. Let's get into some of their beers. I started off with their anti-hero IPA, uh, nice easy drinking IPA, decent bite, not too hoppy, uh, real good. This is definitely a good starter beer, uh, from them. Then I moved on to their One's Enough, uh, uh by Revolution Brewing. A and honestly, for a beer with a 100 IBU, okay, and an 11 ABV, this is as smooth a beer as I've ever had. Uh, real good flavor, doesn't hit you like a ton of bricks, and for something that that's supposed to be that bitter and that strong, definitely uh, did not have a, a major effect on me. But boy, I'll tell you, it was delicious going down. Uh, and then I finally I finished off with their straight jacket, which is their barley wine, boozy, strong, delicious, lot of bourbon flavor. I mean, a big amount of bourbon flavor, and I'm glad I kind of waited uh, to have that one at 13 percent. That was pretty strong. I definitely would not suggest having more than one unless you're home and you don't plan on going anywhere. So good stuff from Revolution Brewing. Uh, excited to talk to the owner, Josh Death, uh, in a couple of weeks. We'll get him on the program. Hopefully by early June, uh, we'll get him on the program. They're doing a whole uh, tour in New Jersey right now, and then he's going to head back to Chicago. But great story. Uh, great, uh, you know, uh, a really good beer. And if you're an IPA type of person, this is definitely uh, the beer for you. So. Let's get to some news uh, before we wrap up the show here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, great news from Speakeasy Ales and Lagers. So uh, Speakeasy uh, was sold to Hunter's Point Brewery for $2.5 million. And what is really cool about this 
is not only were they bought so they can continue to make the beers, but uh, Bill Brinkman the of Jigsaw Advisors, he's the coin-appointed uh, receiver. He oversaw the sale of Speakeasy. They have cut a check to every employee, current and former, for back wages, wage claims uh, that were owed prior to the receivership. So anybody that had lost their job from Speakeasy got their back pay. That is awesome. First of all, it's awesome that the company is going to continue uh, producing beer. But what's even more awesome is the fact that the former employees and current ones all got their back pay back. That is awesome. Now, as we've told the story, Speakeasy ceased operations in early March. Its owner, Forrest Gray, unable to pay his debt to Union Bank. Uh, that was in a $7.5 million brewery expansion back in 2015. Uh, but now... It looks like Speakeasy is going to continue. Seth Butner, uh, the former owner of Oakland's Horizon Beverage Distributorship, uh, created a new parent company for the Speakeasy brand, Hunter's Point Brewery. Uh, and because it was an asset sale, the purchase of the Speakeasy brand and its equipment and not of the actual company, uh, Butner is not on the hook for the original Speakeasy uh, company's debt or wage disputes. Uh, so uh, that was uh, paid off by Jigsaw Advisors, and the brewery is going to continue operation. So that is excellent news uh, for those of you who are fans of Speakeasy uh, ales and lagers. Uh, finally, a couple of things uh, before we get out of here. Again, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast is going to be back out on the road. We're celebrating American Craft Beer Week. It's Tuesday, May 16th. Samuel Adams, Peerless Beverage. We're going to be at the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to be featuring beers from the uh, Long Shot American Homebrew Competition. Uh, I think we're also going to have another uh, Sam Adams beer on tap that's going to be on special. But there's plenty of beers to drink for American Craft Beer Week that are American beers. Uh, we're going to have some giveaways. Uh, more info on the beers, you can uh, go to samueladams.com slash longshot. Uh, the Cloverleaf has been around since 1933. They do a fantastic job uh, doing their tap takeovers. The food is great. We're going to tape the craft beer cast in the bar. It's going to be a blast. Tuesday, May 16th, 6 to 8 p.m., the Cloverleaf Tavern, 395 Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, New Jersey. Uh, thanks to the Cloverleaf, Samuel Adams, Peerless Beverage, and, of course, AM 970, The Answer, uh, for their support. And we're going to have a great time. I really hope to see you there. We're definitely going to have some giveaways. We might have some gift cards to give away. That's just a hint. And uh, we're going to do something a little different with the Suds and Duds segment. Uh, for that show as well. So I would really love to see you. Shake hands. We'll, uh, we can chat over a beer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next Saturday, I will be at the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown, Saturday, May 20th, uh, at Lewis Morris Park in Doe Meadow Field in Morristown. It's 32 New Jersey breweries. It's all New Jersey beer. They're going to bring four styles of beer, uh, rare beers, a brew created specially for the event, uh, two of the breweries only available during VIP. A lot of barbecue and bacon creations available for purchase. I'm judging uh, in the event, uh, you know, uh, for best dish, best beer, lots of fun stuff. Uh, the VIP is from noon to one. The general admission is from one to five p.m. You save twenty dollars on general admission or VIP tickets with the code Beercast. That's Beercast. You save twenty bucks. Benefiting the Chester First Aid Squad. Now, you can go get tickets, find out about the entire show, what beers are going to be there at njbeerbbqfest.com. That's njbeerbbqfest.com. Again, uh, it's from noon to 5. The VIP is from noon to 1. General admission is from 1 to 5. And this is at uh, the Lewis Morris Park Doe Meadow Field in Morristown, New Jersey, next Saturday, May 20th. It is going to be a blast. Uh, folks, can you believe it? We have, we're out of time. 
It's unbelievable. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing, Andy Sparhawk from CraftBeer.com, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.